really no sex in it at all. And uh, Not much of a nymphomaniac fit, then. Yes, it's fine to be a Republican. An ocean liner will experience a disaster. <laughs> Welcome to 8 Minutes on High. I'm Max. I'm Zach. And today is February 23rd. Mm-hmm. Happy birthday to the Maxette. You don't know who that is, but she's an old visitor from another show. Oh, okay. Well, happy birthday, Maxette. <laughs> we are doing predictions tonight, finally? Uh, Yeah, I'll let you do predictions. I really, you know, I, I, I lo- started looking and I got too depressed, so. <laughs> All right. I've got a list of 11 predictions here. I don't really want to spend a lot of time on it, but I want to have them recorded. Okay. And then I've got some movie talk, um, whatever you got. We got lots of stuff and then something silly for the end of the show. So we can't possibly pack that into a half hour, but we'll try. Well, let's see what your predictions are. All right. I got to get my notebook out here. (laughs) I've got them written down. And besides, we're actually recording. Ah, right. I forgot. And this is going to be me. Being serious for the most part, trying to prove that predicting is at least as easy as, uh, what's her name? Now I can't remember the name of the fake psychic. But anyway, my prediction for sports is that the California Angels will win it all in Major League Baseball. Mm. Okay. Not into my Nats, huh? Uh, I like the Nats just fine, although Gio Gonzalez being implicated with the steroid thing could be a big problem for them. Uh, number two, a horse named Overanalyze will win the Kentucky Derby. All right, that's a pretty big long shot, I imagine. Yeah, and do you know why I picked the horse named Overanalyze? Uh, I don't know, but you're going to tell me. Because it's me. Who who overanalyzes more than me? There you are. I had to pick that horse. It struck a chord. Um, yeah, there you go. Uh, I, I have a prediction for unemployment in America in 2013. There will be some. <laughs> it will be lower than the 7.8% that it is now. Okay, I'd buy that, actually. Um, and I don't know how to measure the next one. I uh, didn't completely do all my research, but my prediction is the economy will go up. Mm-hmm. Any idea how we can prove that or compare that a year from now? Uh, GDP. That's usually a good one. Right. Okay. What's the GDP for right now? I haven't a clue. You don't know. Somebody will say, though. Yes. Uh, all right. Well, we'll, we'll remember that it was February and, and whatever the GDP was, it'll be better. I'm sure it's, uh, on the interweb. I did note that the national debt is currently 16 trillion Four hundred thirty-two billion seven hundred five million, and I predict the national debt will be less than that by the end of the year, or by well, uh, by this this recording next year. You think that we will run a surplus this year? Um, Seriously. No. <laughs> um, which brings me to a serious question posed by one of our viewers. To which, um, and, I, and I hate to get started on this because it's, it's too interesting, um, but does the 
running of a budget deficit necessarily imply an increase in the national debt year over year? Yeah. It does? Yeah. If you borrow more, then you have a bigger debt. Yeah, unless you uh, have some kind of accounting method to put tangible assets on your books, but I don't think they do that. <laughs> All right, at, at least not Democrats. I had to say it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, All right, what a- half of I mean, the federal government owns half of uh, what, like Utah and Nevada and stuff. So, True. I mean, if we owe seventeen trillion dollars, but we could sell a trillion dollars worth of yeah. land. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Budget deficit means debt increase. So as long as we're running a budget deficit, we're going to increase the debt. Right. But the the important thing is is debt ratio, which is the debt compared to the economy. GDP, which right now it's about 100%. And that's a really bad number. That's That's the point. According to plant money, where you get in trouble, where countries get in trouble. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know what it is right now, but. Uh... Right now, the economy is about $16 trillion and the debt's about $16 trillion. So I, I don't know the exact numbers, but I, I, right. I've heard the uh, thing before. And uh, it's actually before you get to 100%, but. Yeah. And uh, we'll see. Uh, but it's yep. it's more important the ratio than it is the actual debt. Right, right. Yeah, yes, it's the percentage. So uh, theoretically, if our economy expands another whole trillion dollars, which would be more uh, less likely than than likely, then it it would be less of a percentage, but it would still be more debt. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right. It's, I mean, it's easy to understand, right? If you get a raise, your debts are less of a problem to you, you know? Debts are less of a percentage of your personal domestic mm-hmm. product. Right. All right. This is the prediction show, so I'm going to leave it there, even though I think that's interesting. And we did hear from a viewer that that's something that we should discuss. Oh, yeah. you know me. I'd love to talk about that, but let's go on with predictions or else uh, half an hour will be gone. <laughs> That's right. All right. Um, I predict a major volcanic eruption in the Pacific this year. Well, there, there's one going out on the limb. Yeah. Not as much as you might think. Uh, well, we haven't defined major. Well, and I don't intend to. There you go. <laughs> um, next prediction, number seven. Several severe storms will hit the Midwest. Okay. Counting <laughs> this one? Uh, is there one going on in the Midwest right now? Mm-hmm. No. Not counting no. this one. Okay. From March on, All right. there, there will be several severe storms hitting the Midwest. Most of the farmers are happy about it. It's dumping a lot of snow, and they figure it'll melt and put a little groundwater in for them. Yeah, it's uh, I, somebody – I was complaining about snow up here – Someone corrected me and said it's really, really important that we have the snowpack, to which I said, bah humbug, but there is a point there. Yep. Um, number eight, an ocean liner will experience a disaster. 
a new one now the <laughs> the one coming into port with all the stinky people in mobile alabama that's that's not yeah carnival cruise really's had a bad year let's see they turned the boat over and they got the the stink ship coming in and right they had a fire so. before and i guess this actual ship here was uh it was held up. They 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 wouldn't let it go out. They had to fix some stuff. Yeah, yeah. They had burned up anyhow. Yeah, they had fixed it previously, and it was listing, which says to me, you must have uh, more than one generator in an ocean going uh, ocean line. Well, I think it was I... the the problem was uh, the the electrical box thing, where all right. generators come together. They have more than one generator. Right, but you must have some redundancy, don't you? Right, and that's the part they didn't have enough redundancy for, from what I could tell. See, I think there was water in there. Well, sure. If if you don't have your electrical system running on a big ocean liner like that, they're pumping ballast all the time from here to there. And oh, well, yeah. You know, so now if you don't have that, you're going to the poop's going to sink to someplace in the thing. You know. <laughs> it's all not good. Admit, but maybe they were all pooping on the same side of the boat. No, say something not. about the poop deck, but <laughs> it's not. It's too easy. But I, right. I don't know. But losing electrical power there is a bad thing, and I know they have more than one generator. But I think it had something to do with their power distribution system, some kind of a single point of failure area. Yeah, which generally is a bad idea yeah. for systems. Sure. Um. This one is a little bit of a, uh, going out on a limb. Number nine, a Republican will on TV say President Obama is right. Wow. Is, is, that a, is that a big, uh, too far out on a limb? Well, I mean, we've got Christie. I mean, so. Oh, I had forgotten actually about him, so it could be easy. All right, well, you know, who knows? If I, if I get them all right, yay me. This, uh. Texas Ted Cruz guys uh, obvious is is run up my list of uh, people to be annoyed with. That's for sure. Well, see, that's a nice way of saying it. Um, I saw Rachel Maddow's show last night, and she did some comparison with him and uh, Tail Gunner Joe McCarthy. Yeah, and it's it's very scary for somebody to say. Where did you get that deposit? Politicians are getting deposits all the time. I mean, they've, 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 they're they from the friends of Hamas, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> and and you're in the position of either denying that you got it from the friends of Hamas, which makes you say the words friends of Hamas on TV, or you ignore it, in which case they just keep asking a question, which is a straw man. It's it's. It's outrageous. It's just outrageous. This guy, Cruz, is... He's on my list. Yes, and well, he should be. I I, I just, you know, Texas, what can you say? They're going to be a blue state soon. They are. That's the great thing. And boy, there's going to be a lot of unhappy Texans. I assume some happy ones, too, if it goes blue. Well, yeah, but imagine New York is... Fairly well locked up for the Democrats. California is fairly well locked up for the Democrats. They lose taxes. Well, and uh, Florida is uh, is not getting more Republican. Difficult for the Republicans now. Virginia, yeah. Uh, Name, you take Texas. 
you've got all the big states. They're scared out of their minds. They're starting to feed on their own. <laughs> they are, right? The um, Rush Limbaugh's going after Carl Rove or some shit like that? Well, Carl Rove said something about trying to keep them putting forth candidates that are too extreme to get elected stuff, and he's funding that through his uh, whatever is Crossroads, is it? Uh, I think Crossroads GPS or Crossroads, yeah. And uh, there's an awful lot of uh, Republicans that don't like that. So, Right, and Newt Gingrich came out and said, we shouldn't just have a system where one rich guy gets to buy the election. Yeah, uh, at least if it's not his rich guy, right? Exactly. I mean, the, the hypocrisy is staggering. <laughs> it's It's actually funny. It's comical, the things that that are coming out now. Um, yes, it's fine to be a Republican. Yes, it's fine to be fiscally conservative. I think most of your young liberals have an idea that the com- country's finances are in trouble and would like to see the country be more fiscally conservative. Mm-hmm. They just don't want to see people's rights being taken away. I mean, there's a huge group of Americans that say, get out of my bedroom, balance your budget. You know, you could you could win with a platform like that. Mm-hmm. Actually, that's what Obama said, isn't it? Mm-hmm. All right. Number 10, my famous prediction of all times, a famous celebrity will die unexpectedly this year. Oh, there you go. Okay. I'll, I'll buy that one. <laughs> I think you're going to have yep. problems with the deficit one, but... Uh... <laughs> yeah. I, I think I set myself up so I can't possibly get that one right, didn't I? Yeah. Well, I mean, we could discover, uh, you know, massive gold deposit somewhere or something. Yeah. Uranium. Uranium. In the yeah. Do you remember that the the uranium boom in the Midwest back when we were children? I absolutely do not. No, I remember. Uh, I think it was an I Love Lucy show where they bought Geiger counters and went out in search of uranium because it was so valuable. There was actually a boom in the Midwest, or in the West, not the Midwest, the the desert West, uh, in uranium in, like, 1965, hmm. I don't know. Okay. Uh, I, I'm sure there was. We are a large uranium producer. Yeah, and it's really valuable. Sure it is, yeah. Oh, you know, um, that's all the predictions? No, I have, a, oh. I have an 11th prediction that I threw in at the last minute because it tickles me. And you probably don't care, but I predict, and this is out on the limb, we will have our first black pope. Well, that's pretty out on the limb, I guess. I'm, I'm not too uh, uh, knowledgeable of the papal uh, candidates, but... Um, there's a there's a guy from Ghana, a black guy who seems to be pretty popular, and there's a guy from South America, and there's a whole bunch of white European guys, and there's some conservative guys, and then some really conservative guys, and then some really really conservative guys. I mean, someday the church is going to have to look towards uh, South and Latin America. I mean, a large portion of their uh, Catholic population is there now. Right. Well, and and it actually would be pretty easy to predict a non-white would be pope. But I'm going with the black guy. 
I, I said it before when they picked Ratzinger that I, I would rather have had the black guy and I'm rooting for him. I don't know him. I've heard he's pretty conservative, particularly when it comes to women. But I just I, I'm I'm liking the idea of a black pope. So when the when the white smoke comes up and the people say, and this is what they say when a when a pope is elected, abemos papam, which means we have a pope. The white smoke will mean a black guy this time. This is pretty uh, unprecedented to have a retired pope and a pope, right? Well, according it's like to the he news... lost God's phone number or something. He can't talk to him anymore. <laughs> what? It's been I've I've heard six hundred, seven hundred, and I never did the math. Years since a pope retired. And this is I hope copyrighted. It'd be material. really cool if he got married. <laughs> there's a, there's a a kid I know who came up with an idea for a TV show. Forgive me, Rob. I hope you don't mind me saying this on the air. He's a friend of my friend's kid, and he came up with this idea for a TV show called Eggs Benedict, where the Pope is running a bed and breakfast. Okay. Yeah, so... So you, you know, should predict the uh, new Pope's name, regardless of black or white. Well, I, 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 there's a specific guy I'm looking... No, 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 I don't mean the name of him. They take a name. Oh, oh, they pick a name. You know, Pope Leonard or whatever. Right, right. Yeah, because Ratzinger went went with Benedict XVI. I'll go out on a limb and say he won't pick John Paul III because that would be a little too specific reflection. I'll go with John XXIV. Okay. This will be... Pope John the twenty fourth. There you go. We'll we'll mark that one down. Yep. And if if I'm right about that, maybe I am. Psyched. There you go. Because <laughs> nobody was going to predict Benedict the sixteenth. John the twenty fourth at least makes a little bit of sense. He was a reformer, a, a actual in Catholic terms revolutionary pope. John the twenty third. So this will be John the twenty fourth, or uh, maybe I'm wrong. Well, it's interesting, anyhow. Moving on. I was going to uh, say, I've had an interesting week because uh, our cable broke. Yeah. So we haven't had TV all week, and everybody's been sick, so nobody wants to bother having the cable repairman come over. <laughs> okay. We've got internet, and we've got Netflix, and we've been just fine. Up here, they call that cutting the cable. Obviously, you're not because you get the internet, but uh, a lot of people are doing it. And uh, I've I've heard it's okay. You think you think that's good? Uh, well, I don't mind it. See, but you've gotten to the point now where you're adjusted to not having an nightly New York Yankees game. Yeah, that's true. I'm I'm kind of looking forward to having the Yankee games on at night. Will this be a problem for me if I cut the cable? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, and. Uh, my New York Islanders are playing hockey right now. I'm, I'm actually. This is how how advanced, how modern I am. I'm actually recording it on VHS tape as we speak. Yeah, I'm wondering if I can get like um, Xfinity. I've heard the word. I don't know well, what it it's, is. Well, it's it's the cable company down here. Uh, if I can get it without actually getting the cable, if I'm allowed to order it, because right now, since I have the cable, even though it's out, I can log on the internet log into my account there and watch any show. So uh, 
is it an internet provider or is it just a, a content provider? Um, I don't know. I guess it's an internet provider. But they have a cable. Uh, it's like Time Warner. Okay. So it's, yeah, it's, okay. So, yeah, that's an internet provider. But uh, I don't know if I can order that without ordering their cable shows, you know, the actual cable cable. You could, uh, up here you can get basic cable mm -hmm. and the internet. And basic cable is like 11 or $15. And you get, you know, for another $45, you can get a cable connection, you know, coax mm -hmm. connection. So I imagine that's a similar deal down there. Well, it's just interesting. I'll get it back there, but uh, we've we've gone a week without cable. And you've survived. Yeah, and like I said, I I, I log in and watch a little uh, Rachel and some John Stewart and catch some Ben and. And you can watch all those. Those shows are cached and available anytime. Yeah. Nah, it's interesting. Maybe I should do that. Um, I have a couple of. Movies I wanted to comment on, considering the Academy Awards, it's tomorrow night. By the time people listen to this, it'll probably be I've been known. A boatload of old movies with Netflix. Yeah, I'm. What have you been watching? Oh, I don't know. Just <laughs> no, just all over the place with it. To tell you the truth, I go up on the internet and look for lists of movies, and then search the Netflix for them and try them here or there. One of my favorite podcasts is John and Scott's Total Talk Nonsense, and they do movie reviews all the time. Yeah. You want to do a movie review of something you saw recently? No, no, I'm not. I'm not prepared. I've watched so many. They all actually. Uh -huh. There was one about a dog that I liked, uh, uh, Hugh Dingo or something like that. It was a, a story about a dog that uh, um, some. Uh, some guy got and he followed him to the train station and he'd wait for him every day and then uh, the guy died and the dog kept going there for the next 10 years. That was wow. interesting. It was a true story. Huh. Uh, it uh, sounds kind of sad. Well, it was very, very, very sad, but it was, it was like <laughs> I'd never heard of this movie before, you know, and it was like listed number three in one of these internet lists. And... Huh. I... I... It sounds interesting. Um, I may have to try to find it. <laughs> I have, I have recently seen two of the movies that are up for Academy Awards, and I actually rented a third, but I haven't watched it yet. I, I have Argo on on DVD here. Uh -huh. I just got done this afternoon watching Lincoln. Yeah, I was waiting for Lincoln to come out, and um, I have to say that. There was something about it. You know how, like, a movie grabs you and you are sort of brought into it, and and for a while you forget that you're you, that you become associated in your mind with what's going on. Mm -hmm. Didn't happen with Lincoln. No. No. I, I, it, there was a lot of. There were a lot of actors. I thought, really, kind of a lot of bad acting. And for a steel a Spielberg movie, like I was watching a high school play, like there were there's a million characters in it, and it's it's very important history. It's Doris Kearns Goodwin's story about the team of rivals, mm -hmm. and um, there's all these guys playing members of the House of Representatives. And it's about a very small slice of time, the beginning of 1865, when Lincoln's trying to get the Thirteenth Amendment passed. And these guys 
don't look like they wear these woolen frocks every day and and they look sort of freshly shaven in the with these uh 1865 beards they and and there's Tommy Lee Jones who's getting a lot of talk a lot of buzz about getting a best supporting actor Oscar and he even talks about having this really bad wig and he has a really bad wig it all sort of serves to look like people portraying people in the 1860s rather than actually being them and then right in the middle of that is Daniel Day-Lewis just killing it as Lincoln just I want to say nailing it but the thing is he doesn't he doesn't look like any other Lincoln we've ever seen he doesn't talk like him he has a, a kind of a high reedy voice and the first time you see him you're like but come on that's not Lincoln and by the end of the movie, you just totally buy it. It's a phenomenal performance. Daniel Day-Lewis's Lincoln is Lincoln. And that alone makes it a great movie. The story, this is the other thing about it, is incredibly suspenseful. And I was like, how could this possibly... And you possibly... know what happens, right? <laughs> exactly. So, so, you know, at the same time, you're like... All right, these people look like actors, but I I was on the edge of my seat. I'm like, come on, what do you mean a no vote? This is you you passed it. How do how did we get here? How does this happen? And like I said, Daniel Day Lewis is great. It's I've got to see it again. You've got to see it. You would love it. Uh, it's oh, I definitely will see that movie. They they have Sally Field, who I think is the best actress of her time, um, portraying his wife, and they show his kids, and I don't give a shit. <laughs> it's about the 13th Amendment, and is he going to get the vote? Speaking of and, the 13th Amendment. What's that? Well, I, I just heard this week that uh, Mississippi finally passed the 13th Amendment. Oh. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> right, right on time. Yes. Well, you know, some some things take time. Politics is a slow process. <laughs> I saw actually a a, a Lincoln movie, and uh, it was about the trial of Mary Stewart, the woman who. Yeah. Yeah, I think you told me about this. Uh, well, I know I just saw it this week, so I don't think I told you about it. But <laughs> somebody she she was aiding and abetting John Wilkes Booth. Yeah, she was one of the uh, conspirators that were brought to trial and stuff. Uh, yeah, but anyhow, it was an interesting one. One thing I didn't know is that uh, at the same time that they assassinated Lincoln, they uh, attacked uh, the Secretary of what State, uh, Stewart, Seward? Seward, and uh, uh, Andrew Johnson. They were supposed to assassinate all three of them. Wow! And and the, there's a guy named Stratham, Stathram. I can't remember how to say his name. Who who plays Seward in this movie? He's in it a lot, mm -hmm. and he's phenomenal. He is Seward. He's great in this movie. Uh huh. Um, but yeah, I I somebody else was telling me about that woman, Mary Stewart, just recently. I can't remember who it was. I thought it was you. No, but uh, yeah, it was, uh, it was uh, just a movie up on Netflix, and yeah, I'd like to they see. They didn't it. have Lincoln, of course, you know, because right. He's already dead. Well, but I mean, the movie's out, and it's not going to be on Netflix for oh, 10 yeah. years. But uh, 
I said, well, I'll watch this one and see what it has to say. Yeah. You just love Lincoln by the end of the movie. He's, he's, uh, the easiest word that I always come up with is charming, but he's charming just the same. We'll probably get it through Redbox or something. Yeah, you, you'll have it soon. Uh, it, but it'll be more expensive for the content providers or from the content providers as soon as it wins its Oscars. It's uh, Redbox red when it happens. <laughs> <laughs> I would not give it Best Picture because something about it didn't work. I can't figure it out. I also saw Silver Linings, Silver Linings Playbook. Mm-hmm. Have you heard about that one? No, not at all. Uh, Bradley Cooper and Jennifer Lawrence. Um, really liked it a lot. It's uh, it's a love story about a guy who has bipolar disorder and a woman whose husband died, and it kind of throws her into a nymphomaniac fit. Well, got to go see this one. <laughs> but it, it, there's really no sex in it at all. And Not it, much of a it, nymphomaniac fit, then. Well, no, because it's all about her and him getting their shit together. It's all sort of post-trauma. And, uh, again, the actors in it are really, really good. Bradley Stewart is really, really good. And Jennifer Lawrence is one of these women that you just fall in love with when you see her on the screen. Although she's kind of a lot younger than he is, so that's a little weird. But um, I liked it a lot. I I really liked both of them in it. Robert De Niro is getting a lot of publicity for the Best Supporting Actor. Um, Well, De Niro, I mean... Yeah, you know, he was fine. He didn't make me think, wow, this is an amazing performance. Um, It was a really good movie. I liked it a lot. I'm sure I'm going to. I think you might have remembered me talking about I saw a a movie on uh, uh, stealing Lincoln's body. Yeah, yeah, I do remember that. Anyhow, but uh, I didn't see actual the movie Lincoln. I didn't see the Lincoln Werewolf one either. So <laughs> some people are really pissed off about this. I, I looked up some Lincoln stuff on the interwebs, and there's a there's a werewolf movie and there's a vampire movie. Jeez, <laughs> Abraham Lincoln vampire. Well, you would have thought zombie would have been the perfect one, right? But yeah, maybe that maybe that's the one that there is. Or there's at least two Abraham Lincoln kills monsters movies, and some people are pissed off about it. And I kind of get that because he's an American icon, and you just once you see Daniel Day Lewis doing Lincoln, it, everything else just sort of. Boy, I'm, I'm looking forward to it now. I really am. That is a movie I want to see. And, and I think you'll you'll feel that he's a little bit different than you've thought of him before. It's it's wonderful. He's he's really 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 understated until he's really really powerful. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, so it was really good. And now for the silly stuff. I've got a list of of things you didn't know that are true. And I don't know, maybe, since we're already over time, if we want to go into all of them, maybe I'll just pick a couple. Okay. Did you know, it, it, this one I looked up in, in Snopes, and it's true. The Pentagon was built with extra bathrooms to accommodate racial segregation. No, but I'm not surprised. 
Yeah, not a not a huge shocker there. I mean, it was uh, World War Two ish. Right. It was. And, yeah, right in the middle of World War Two. I think I read. You know. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's just and you, again, you think about Lincoln, and you think, hey, you know, eighteen <laughs> sixties. You know, we should be done with that by now. Well, but at the same time, what I was thinking was, he sort of realized. At least you get the idea from this movie that it's going to be difficult. You can't just say this person over here you own yesterday and today they get, you know, they, they're completely equal. I don't want to say they get civil rights. They they always had them. They had just been taken away. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It, it's oh, obviously, it's going to be a difficult uh, transition, but it was not painful and necessary. Right. And uh, And they talk, they show him sort of talking about the future and how difficult it is. And, and, and a lot of people in the movie think, you, you know, you can't do this because it's just unimaginable. And, and he's like, it's well, inevitable. We have to do this. Um, but the, the interesting thing about that, and, and you would get this, is that it had to do with um, the Emancipation Proclamation being a War Powers Act kind of thing where you take away a belligerent um, material wealth. Mm -hmm. And he's like, we can't just say we freed the slaves because we can take their property. The whole 13th Amendment was their people, mm -hmm. equal rights. And and that's what's so interesting. But it's just a, it's a fine point that a lot of people forget about. So we got extra bathrooms in the Pentagon. <laughs> we have extra bathrooms. Which they probably the have put to good use for women because they didn't have any women in the military then. <laughs> so. There you go. Yeah. Um, when was the last time you heard anyone complain about having extra bathrooms? Hmm. Okay. Never. <laughs> Never. Right. You know, that was the funniest thing when I was, uh, uh, my company was talking about transferring me to uh, Dallas, Fort Worth area and the houses we looked in down there. Right. They had a lot of bathrooms. Holy crap. <laughs> I, I guess I'm used to, you know, the, uh, the uh, maybe it's just the uh, price index I'm in or whatever, but, you know, two bathrooms was pretty good, right? Right. Uh, they they had like six in the houses so I was it's looking a, at. So it's kind of a guns of a bathroom ratio. Yeah, something like that. It was really weird. <laughs> I'm going, wow, okay. That's interesting. I, I mean, because... Generally, there aren't six people in a family, are there? I don't. <laughs> what can I say? That's just one <laughs> thing that struck me is looking at all these houses. Oh, well. I guess you actually have six, don't you? Yeah, I, I oh, had well. uh, plenty. <laughs> Sorry. Yep. Um, anyway, uh, just to, to close out the show, I have one more little interesting bit of trivia that I just loved. And I looked it up in Snopes because I didn't believe it, but it's true. Charlie Chaplin once won third prize in a Charlie Chaplin lookalike contest. <laughs> Seriously? Well, a according to Snopes, there's several versions of it, and and the the overall truth is Charlie Chaplin lost a Charlie Chaplin lookalike contest. Some people say second place. Some people say third. Some people say he he didn't even finish in the finalist. In fact, they, they think that's probably the truth. That's funny. There you go. Oh, well, uh, might be time to play the music. If you can grab a circle in your hands and twist it, that's an 